Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome to the Heavy 15 FL podcast. I am your host, James Hiller, and I'm so glad that you guys are tuning into this episode wherever and whenever that may be. You are awesome. Thanks a million. So today I have a very special episode for my viewers, um, my very own mock draft for the upcoming NFL draft, which is happening next Thursday on the 29th, as some of you may know, some of you may not, that's cool. Um, now it's only going to be the first 10 picks, but let's be honest, unless I miss your team, which I probably did because there's many more than 10 in the NFL, uh, the first 10 picks are always the most exciting, at least in my opinion. Right, so with that being said, let's get right into the mock. All right, showtime. So, first up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, as I'm sure many of you all know, the worst team in the league last year. Um, I'm going to keep this one nice and short. Everyone in their grandmother knows that Trevor Lawrence is a slam dunk, once in a generation kind of prospect that you can't afford to pass on. So I'll get right to it and do my best job at my Roger Goodell impression with the first pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, Clemson Tiger. Woo. Yay. Haha. Everyone knew that, but that's the first pick. All right, next up, we got the New York Jets, Gang Green. Um, This one, it's a very important pick considering the Jets' recent history with the QB position. Let's be honest, Sam Darnold, maybe not for the lack of him, but a little bit of mono, a little bit of Adam Gase, who I think is terrible. Um a lot of injuries, a lot of support around him. Who knows? It really might just be the New York Jets dysfunctional franchise and management. But with that being said, he recently got traded to the Carolina Panthers, which now leaves them with a massive hole with and without a surefire QB1 on the roster. And they've made it clear, Robert Sala, the new coach, they've all made it clear that they're going to be taking a quarterback with the second pick. So... After seeing Zach Wilson's recent pro day at BYU, he absolutely lit it up. The guy's a stud. He's got a can arm and provide a pretty viral video showcasing his talents, of course, right? Um, following that workout, many respected reporters and incredibly people that cover the NFL seem to think he's the sure thing. Probably going to go number two overall, I think. And they've put this guy on a pedestal, which, hey, rightfully so. Like, the guy looks ridiculous. Um Let's hope it all works out for them. There's your pick, Gangrene. Zach Wilson. Let's go, baby. With the number three pick, we got the San Francisco 49ers via trade with the Miami Dolphins. So either Kyle Shanahan, coach of the San Francisco 49ers, either he's the smartest guy in the room or this is the biggest smokescreen in the world. Uh, I'm still having trouble deciding. I've been thinking about what they're going to do at QB since they made the trade, to be honest. Uh, It's been Mac Jones for a while. I'm hearing Justin Fields now, now that they went to his pro day. The guy's cheeky peachy, smiling right beside Kyle Shanahan, and same with Kyle. They're all smiles there. I've also heard Trey Lance. Uh, 
uh, who's a bit of a project himself. He's pretty raw. Um, but I don't know. I would love to say Justin Fields here. I, I think that would be truly the right pick, but I think I think he might want the next Matt Ryan for him, and we all know what happened when he had Matt Ryan. They made the Super Bowl when uh, he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. They lit it up that season. Matt Ryan won MVP, and I think he just wants a repeat of that, honestly. It's hard to tell, but anyways, enter national championship QB, Mac Jones, Alabama. Uh <laughs> So I'm no NFL exec calling the shots, obviously, but again, I don't I don't think this is the right pick. But Kyle probably does have nightmares about that gift wrap potential TD that Jimmy G missed his receiver in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs two years ago. So I know that gives Kyle a big loss of sleep there. He's probably had many sleepless nights. Um I think Mac Jones is going to be the pick, though. He does all the right things. It's it's not that he's not a good quarterback. It's just I feel like if they were to take Fields, they could do so much more, especially on the running game, given Fields' incredible four four speed. Um, yeah, that's that's the pick, folks. We're going with Mac Jones here. Kind of a stunner, but there it is. Number four. Atlanta Falcons, the birdies. Uh, I think here they're going to honestly go either best player available or a big trade down because they don't need just one guy. They're not there yet. Their offense is always great, but their defense is been getting absolutely shredded the past few years. And yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, but they haven't been able to put it together. Um, enter Kyle Pitts. Toy is arguably the Arguably the best player in this draft, being the most NFL ready. This guy's a freaking monster, all right? doesn't hurt that he's a freak of nature at 6'6", 246 pounds. The guy runs a 4.44 40-yard dash time plus an 83-inch wingspan, which happens to be just slightly better than future Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson at 82 inches with this number. Um Pitts now has recorded a longer wingspan than any wide receiver tight end in the last 20 years. That's not, come on. Like that's a fucking unbelievable. Uh, that's gotta mean something. Right. And you know what? I'm sure Matt Ryan wouldn't be upset adding yet another weapon to his toolbox. Um, plus he, I'm sure he misses having a big body guy like Tony Gonzalez, who was at the end of his career, but still played lights out for him as a security blanket other than Mr. Old reliable Julio Jones. And of course I can't forget Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's really good too, but I think if they're not going to trade down, they got to go best player available and they can't pass this guy up. The guy's a freaking monster. That's your pick at number four. Number five, we got the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the most cursed franchises that I've seen. <laughs> My goodness. Um, now, normally, I'm all for protecting the QB, especially given Joe Burrow's recent injury scare that stole away the rest of his rookie season. But I think Joe wants his old pal, Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU, who sat out last year after putting up ridiculous numbers with Burrow which resulted in a national championship victory for LSU. But, I mean, it would be really great to line him up with Panay Sewell to put him at tackle or 
left or right tackle, move Jonah Williams over, etc. But you want to give the guy his toy at the end of the day. Um, with the addition of Chase, if they were to do this, which I think they will, this gives Burrow tons of firepower for years to come, especially against a stingy AFC North, like the Steelers defense. Yeah, they won't be as good, but they're always good, let's be honest. Uh, the Ravens, they got a great defense. Um, and Cleveland, obviously, too. They're stepping up big time, and like I predicted last year, actually. They're a playoff team, and I think they're going to be a scare for many years to come. But putting Chase alongside Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon, I think it's safe to say that they're going to be a darn problem against these defenses for years to come. Plus, apparently, I'm hearing there's some good depth for O-linemen in this draft. So, realistically, the Bengals will most likely solve some of those issues. And if they don't, if they go the other way and grab a tackle, I'm sure they can just pick up a speedy guy or some nice route technician to help Burrow because they're going to do both regardless, in my opinion. But that is the pick, Bengals fans, if there's any of you listening to this. Uh, Jamar Chase at number five. At number six, we got the Miami Dolphins. So I truly think Miami could go with a few different options here, given the amount of ammo they have at their disposal in this draft. They've already made two trades. Um, but I think it would be way too good to pass on last year's Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, who had a freaking ridiculous season for Alabama, posting some silly numbers there with Mac Jones. He lit it up with an absurd absurd. 12 receptions, 215 yards, and three TDs in the first half. Come on. And he didn't even get back on the field for the second half because he dislocated his finger just before half while still earning the offensive MVP. Like, come on. Just because of how electric he was on the gridiron. Uh, you know what? Give Tua his guy and reunite him with his old pal. I see them doing damage potentially in a weekend, but it's kind of getting a little scary there in the AFC East with him paired alongside new free agent signee and burner Will Fuller. Made a glass, yes, but if he can stay on the field, the guy's very, very quick. Uh, Devontae Parker, he's been great last year. He had an awesome season, and Mike Gusecki tight end. Um, although it'll only be to his second year, and honestly, he didn't play too much anyways because Fitzmagic was popping off and they kept pulling the leash on Portua when things would go bad but that's what sometimes has to happen with the rookie if they're not getting the job done right it's the pros for a reason um now if he can't make things happen with this potential cast I don't know what he would need Eh, I'd be a little worried if I was a Dolphin fan but that is the pick at number six Devontae Smith next up the Detroit Lions at number seven now, this is a kind of a weird spot for the Motor City Kitties, considering the massive blockbuster trade they made this offseason. For those that are aware, uh, they traded away their hometown sweetheart, franchise QB. Not hometown sweetheart, but you catch my drift. Matthew Stafford, who's been there for God knows how long, uh, since I think the 2010 draft or 2009. Um, for Jared Goff, former number one pick as well to LA so now Detroit has Jared Goff and they had to give (laughs) they even gave extra picks just to get off the guy's freaking contract because he's been so darn shaky but um, 
even after some shaky spots, the guy made a Super Bowl. Yeah, they had a great defense and supporting cast around him. It's hard to wonder if they would even look QB uh, if one of the top four is still on the board. Uh, the reason being is they want to get rid of him. If they really do want to get rid of him, they're going to be hammered in dead cap money with $40 million this upcoming year and then $30 million the next year with the only way out potentially in 2023 for only $10 million dead cap. So, sorry, Lions fans. Realistically, I mean, they'd be really shooting themselves in the foot here, but realistically, I can't see them taking a QB here unless it's a project like Trey Lance or someone like that, that they would be able to groom for a bit with golf. Cause he's not bad. He just, he really did need a change of scenery and poor guy had like a broken thumb in the playoffs. So what can you do? Right. Um, but anyways, they need weapons here. So why not take the electric Ener- energizer bunny? Who's gotten Tyree kill comparisons and Jalen Waddle, who didn't play too much last year, but this guy's touted as one of the top three wide receiver prospects in this draft. And my God, he's fast as hell. That is your pick, Detroit. That is number seven, Jalen Waddle. At number eight, we got the Carolina Panthers. All right, enter Sammy Darnold via trade with the New York Jets, as, as I mentioned earlier. A nice fresh start for Sam. I think both sides would agree with that. So he now gets re- reunited with his ex-teammate, Robbie Anderson, who did pretty well with, along with new teammates, DJ Moore, incredible playmaker, and obviously the stud, Christian McCaffrey. This guy can do it all. Um I see this pick being used in either three potential ways. Either they trade down for more draft capital since they don't need just one or two things. They need a lot. They're close, but they're not a playoff team yet. Um, They have a few needs on the offensive line and on their defense, maybe taking the best corner available or the non-sexy pick, just grabbing an O-lineman. I think their pick here, Carolina, is Monster Tackle out of Oregon, who appears to still be available here. Uh, Panay Suel, who can sub right in to watch over Sam Darnold at left tackle. Uh, the team this offseason placed their franchise tag on Taylor Morgan, who should be the right tackle. Um, and Either way, though, Panay Suel, I've heard that he could play either position, depending on what they want to do here. And he's done a really good job for the main, the shit, while not having the greatest old line side center Matt Paradise who's also really good and although Suell sat out the 2020 season he's one of the few sure things at tackle and can definitely provide an immediate boost at offense so number eight Carolina with Panay Suell boom and last but not least number 10 the Dallas Cowboys America's team or so they say yeah right um After last season's mess with all their injuries, obviously, and lack of defensive stops, the Cowboys get their pick of the litter for cornerbacks. At 10, I have them going with the former Hall of Fame son in Patrick Sertain II. This guy is all he could want in a corner, minus the fact that his speed isn't laser fast. At a a 4.42, my God, I'd say some people are just picky, man, but I'd say that's still enough to match most receivers tick for tack. This guy is a freaking technician at the position with NFL-ready consistency with the most coverage snaps in college football over the past three years. He also had 662 snaps in press coverage, which is 199 more than anyone else over the past two years. And now if Sardane's speed was insane, I truly believe that he would have been maybe even had a shot at being a top five pick. But either way, I think he'll be a great, great fit here in Dallas. 
considering the publicity he's going to get and the fact that guy's a former stud, stud's freaking son in the NFL. And who wouldn't want to be a cowboy, let's be honest. Uh, there's your pick, Dallas. Uh, number 10, Patrick Sertain, the second. And there you have it, folks. My thoughts on how the first 10 picks in the NFL draft will go for this upcoming draft next Thursday. Uh, no trades yet. I know, quite a shocker. Wow. Uh, but for all I know, I could totally see one to three trades happening in the first half of the first round. For all I know, I'm probably wrong for half of those picks I just mentioned. Um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this because, fuck, I sure did. I had a fun time making this. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing more of these again, maybe, because, hey, why the heck not? But anyways, thanks for tuning in. You guys rock. Until next time, see ya. Ha! <laughs>